Hello, and welcome to the 113th episode of the Cuda Podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared, and to my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cuda Podcast. So, boys, what'd you all think of the Academy Awards? I heard that it was the ninth lowest or something, or yeah, it, or it was down 9% think, think, or something. No, yeah, I was going to say, but I it's think it's the least. Probably watched. one of the oh, most yeah. talked about ones in a while. Yeah, that's true, but only after the fact. Um, I was thinking of something funny. Did they... Was Just, that on live let me, TV? Let me finish this off before we go. It What? Was that on live TV? I heard it was on TV like, and then it wasn't. How could it not be on live TV? It's the Oscars, dude. It's on live One TV. Of the, the article I read said the most interesting thing about the Oscars wasn't on TV. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Let me, let me say this. I think it's very funny that we, all four of us, do a movie podcast. That means... We really love movies. You, right. I don't invite a casual like moviegoer to this podcast. Right. Not one of us watched the Academy Awards Not this year. At all. As a matter of fact, yep. if it hadn't been for the controversy or the mishap, the blunder, whatever you want to call it, I'm not even sure I would have ever seen even a clip from it. I still haven't yeah. even seen the clip. I've just read articles. It is. Clip. It's painful. It is pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so we should, they we should elaborate. three what, speeches uh, before they, they figure it out. For anyone that out. doesn't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't know we're that in the future. So um, this year at the Academy Awards, uh, they announced Best Picture. They said it was La La Land. Um, the producers are the people that give speeches when you win for best picture right and they were on their third producer was giving his speech and like the whole time you can tell like something's off like at one point you see a guy with a headset on like walk up into the camera view and you're like what is going on and then the main producer comes up and is like um here we lost though uh and he calls out the name of the movie moonlight moonlight you you won. Please come up here. This is not a joke. It, oh, it was it even is worse than that. They like rushed up there. To watch. Huh? They like rushed up there. Like no, no, they didn't win. Moonlight was the winner. Moonlight was the winner. No, no, no it's, this is it's handled. Jump. It's not hand. I mean, it was pretty bad. It wasn't handled that bad. Now, why was and that? it was the producer that of La La Land that said it. It wasn't like some Joe oh, Schmo really? that was so like basically what that. happened is they gave the card to Warren Beatty. Right, Beatty opened and read the card. He's of advanced years. But to be honest, I've seen the card. It's if you're not really fully looking at the card. But here's the it's thing: an Warren easy one to do something wrong. Yeah, you can so, tell he so looks at it. He's looking at the card. He's looking at Faye Dunaway. Like he doesn't know quite what to do because it's live. There's 200 million people yeah. watching. Yeah. But you can tell, that. like when you know what's going on, you can tell Warren Beatty is like, "Oh crap, <laughs> uh, <laughs> something's wrong." They gave him a card. It said Emma Stone, La La Land, and then in. Much smaller print at the bottom, best actress. Yep. So they gave him a duplicate best actress oh, card. The wrong card? Yep. Yes. Instead oh. of the best picture, and it said La La Land on it, so he called out La La Land when, they in fact, they had given him oh. yeah, the, the wrong. Uh, okay. They had given him the wrong card, so. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I saw, the, I saw like the clip like after with all the producers running up and all that. Yeah. That was all I saw, and I was wondering if maybe it was on the teleprompter and. You know, the card. The weird was thing right is that La La Land was more than favored to win. So the chances of, like, it was one of those, it was almost kind of a certainty that La La Land was going to win. The fact that they called it out wrong and then ended up having to n- call up an underdog to be like, you won. 
it is it's it's fascinating television. Now it's not as bad as the Steve Harvey mishap right. where the woman was literally crying, but uh, um, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite movie of last year, Mikey? Uh, I love asking you because I know you don't watch new movies. Yeah, I don't really watch new movies. I'm trying to think of what I went and saw last year. I can give my answer if you two are thinking of what I mean, could be. I know yours is probably Rogue One. Right? It is Rogue One, but oh. I always kind of give my second answer because I give my second. I'll give Star Wars movie. Here, guys, you know what the best movie of 2017 was is going to be? Yeah, we know what the joke is, Jerry. So basically, if every year I won't be able to give an answer to this if that happens. Arrival was the best movie of the year, That's, if I don't count in Star Wars. That'd be my answer, yep. too. Arrival was the best movie I went and saw. Um, Arrival is... Arrival might be my favorite movie of the year, mm-hmm. and it's best... I don't know. I, I was... I'll be honest. I was very impressed by La La Land. Well, um, and I have not seen La La Land, so there's a chance. Manchester by the Sea, I think, was the best acted film of the year. I agree with that. Um, But the story is not... Um, right. It, it's not going to be my you know favorite. Arrival... The fact that we got that big budget and that well done of a high concept yep. thinking man sci-fi yep. blows my mind that that it did and it w- and it did so well. Yeah. Um. I just hope that means we get more and more of that kind of stuff as it goes on. Yeah. Um. La La Land. It was one that was overhyped, and I thought I would maybe like it. I was very impressed with that movie when I came out. It made me want to see. I know you call me an idiot for this. It made me want to see Whiplash. Yeah, yeah I'll call so. you an idiot again. You haven't seen Whiplash. Mikey, you seen Whiplash? No. You're an idiot, too. I I I saw it. You're okay, Nick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mikey, did you think of any movie that is uh, newer than a year that you've seen? (laughs) Sausage Party. Is that the only one that you can think of? No, I haven't even seen it. That movie looks terrible. I cannot think of any movie I watched last year. It is, yeah. What did I watch? Um, Didn't I watch Trailer Park Boys, probably? Yeah, but... Speaking of which, you see that season eleven's coming out this oh, next month. Yeah. This month? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I can't wait. I, Jared, you better I, get caught I, I up. I read a quote that said, We're not even trying anymore. That's not true. Look, I know you didn't read that anywhere. Watched, it was uh, last trailer Park Boys. Yep. That, We're yeah. not even trying anymore. That's, that's right. the name that's of the season. That was actually the name of the site he got the information off of. <laughs> Mikey watched some STL Streets Volume One. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, is that some oh yeah, that's the best movie. That's Mikey's. Yeah, that's my oh, is that my, Mikey's motorcycle? <laughs> What's the name of that? SCL Streets Volume One. And if somebody was so inclined to go purchase a digital copy or a DVD of it, where would they by by chance go? I would say I would go to wheelietv.com. Wheelietv.com and all the information is there. Mm-hmm. And you can support On the Mikey, first page. local filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, Mikey is a filmmaker. That's I true. Am a filmmaker. Scary. Now. Technically. Technically. Uh, if anybody's interested, you can look up an old film from, I think, 2001. I was titled Jared Cero in the credits. Cero? Uh, yeah. So, I didn't even get titled. Uh, was my I, didn't even, I didn't even get credited in that. I love when Jared has accomplishments. I didn't get a copy of the movie. I never even got to see that movie, Jared. You yeah, have my copy. Or you yeah, s- I don't know where it is. Mm. you have a VHS player? I'll find one. I'll try to. If I come across it, I'll let you see You it. ain't going to come across I it. I always love when Jared has accomplishment that he's a proud of, and then he sits then down he to relish it and, and gets pulled, pulled away from me. <laughs> like, like when, when, I, when yeah. he saw the credits Zero. and they spelled his name. Or when I uh, made third place in a writing contest and fa- found out that there was only three contestants. <laughs> after after bragging after about it. After the fact, it. yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that man. was pretty great. Yeah. All right, um, uh, guys, I've been doing a Lost Marathon lately, so I, I don't have anything oh, new nice. to watch this week. So, Mikey, did you watch anything? No, not really. Nope. I watched a few things. What'd you watch? Oh, uh, so I've uh, ventured out to the theater mm-hmm. and watched the Great Wall. 
Okay. Wait a minute. Um, How'd that go? Okay. Wait so a minute. It does take a lot. Why little... would Nick exactly yeah, go I to see the Grey Wolf? I expected this reaction. Oh, I've I, heard I, about this a lot this yeah. week, just FYI. Um, I, every now and then, I go with my aunt and uncle to see a movie. It's kind of like oh, our okay. thing. And All it was right. my uncle's turn to choose a movie, All and right. he picked the Great Wall, and I was just like, can you okay. just Can you give me a snapshot in time? What was your reaction when you were told you had to go see well, the Great Wall? Well, I got the text, and she's like, hey, you want to go to the movies? I was like, oh, sure. Uh, we're gonna go see, and she said the wall. My aunt, this is, and I was Pink like, Floyd's. That's I, a that's a weird film. Well, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, are we? Is it like a Pink Floyd thing? I haven't heard of. And then it dawned on me what I had agreed to, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna enjoy my. <laughs> I'm sick. Sorry. Just enjoy my popcorn and and see what it's about. How horrible is it, man? It's bad. It's really really bad. Um, if you can't even put together a convincing enough trailer. To make, I mean, because the thing is, I hate summer blockbusters. I normally do, but at least the trailers look good. Even though I'm smart enough to know, like, I'm not going to like that. Right. The Great Wall trailer, I went. This isn't good, and I definitely well. And the trailer really hid what it was about too, because I think they would have alienated some of their. They would have alienated, and that's a pun, and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, Some of their, some of their viewers. Now, okay, so this movie, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, spoilers. Basically revolves around like this uh, order of Chinese warriors that protect the Great Wall from. All right, sounds good so far. A- I'm guessing are aliens. They never really confirm it. We're, but sh- we're shaky right now. These but creatures that came it. from a meteorite that crashed into a mountain. Okay. They lay dormant, but they come out every so often, uh, like sixty years or something. All like right, that. that makes sense. I'm okay, calm. have they played this movie like a little bit tongue in cheek? You know, like. Cowboys versus Aliens or something like that. I yep. think they could have pulled this movie out. Speaking of, Cowboys versus Aliens. Pretty good film. Yeah, it is. Yep. I've never seen that one. It, it's, uh, it's not well liked. I, I happen to think it's a pretty good film. I think the, the title probably puts more people off than yeah. anything. Yeah. The actual movie, it's it's not doesn't take itself that seriously. Yeah. It's very good, good stuff. Have they done that with The Great Wall? Maybe. But they went like full on epic. Well, uh, they hired a legit director now i don't right. know who he is but i i did i'd heard that this is a serious filmmaker and the art house cinema people are very very sad that he's you know making matt damon's the right. great wall yeah it was, is there which, is it a, a complete travesty or is there redeeming qualities to it uh, it's pretty bad i was told that there's at least one supporting character i don't remember who is giovanni rabisi in it no the, i was the, told that what, there was one really good side character in it I don't know the guy from um, uh, Game of Thrones. The um, oh my gosh, the guy from Dorne who f- okay. fights the mountain. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who you're- I, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's the side character. But even him in this movie, is- not so great. I so- know the, his name. His name's Martell in the yeah the- Oberyn. Oberyn Oberyn Martell, Martell yeah. but so I don't that, know that actor. Um, well, but it goes way- by the name, isn't it the the Viper or something? Yeah, like something that? Red like Viper of Dorne. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um. FYI, the director of this that you're speaking of, he's the director of Hero and House of Flying Daggers. Oh my yeah. gosh, that makes And me those sad. are great films. Well, and you great. can tell because the visuals of this movie are pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, some of the stuff that's happening made no sense whatsoever. I, I can't even get into it. Yeah. I could talk about this for a while. Have you even seen the trailer for this one, Mikey? I have, and I've got one question that I've always wanted to know about this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's about a bunch of Chinese people in... China. Long time ago, China, okay. <laughs> you know, 
prehistoric China. Prehistoric. <laughs> no, not prehistoric, but keep going. What What's Matt Damon doing there? Yeah. Do they explain that? or? Well, apparently he's part of this, um, basically like a um, soldier for hire. What do you call mm. those guys? Uh, mercenaries. Mercenary group, and they're trying to infiltrate China to steal or get some black powder. Mm, okay. So uh, they don't have any, and they want it, okay. basically. All right. uh, it's a series of events, though. Um, oh, boy. Honestly, it's a pretty it's a pretty big stretch too. And I, I'm not this guy at all, but I couldn't help thinking through this movie that like this has to be offensive to Chinese people. <laughs> like all they needed was a white guy to come and show them how to do things. Uh, That's kind of what I was. I but know. the biggest thing is they just do things strictly for visuals that make no sense in the movie. Other kind than this Burton will disease. look cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, but anyway, to make up for that, I watched some good movies. I actually rented... The Grey Wall was directed by Pedro Pascal. No. No, it wasn't. No, it was like... Oh, a, is that the name Asian, of it? It's an Asian man. <laughs> I just some... want to know. Let's let's key in here some behind-the-scenes queued up, okay? Uh, to help Jared out, normally I, I, use, I make fun of him, but I figure I throw him a bone. He couldn't remember the name of the actor who played Oberyn Martell. Well, I would have never known that. So I, I, I pulled it up on IMDb and then casually showed it to him so that he could sound smart and say Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And then he says, you think, I'm concerned. you think I'm concerned about that? I just, I just love that. I, just, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, but Nick, you said that you watched something good? Yeah, I rented the, uh, it's not the, it's just Hunt for the Nether. Hold on. Hunt for the Wilder People by Taiga oh, yes. Watiti. Hmm. This is the, the same guy, guy who, who did, did uh, uh, in the sh- or, uh, what we do, what in, we the do in the shadows. shadows. Oh, okay. Re- Reese Darby's always in his movies. He's okay. a New Zealand film director. Gotcha. It was fantastic. Also I enjoyed in the shadows, every so. minute, minute of it. Um, What's the name of this one again? Hunt for the Nether People. No, <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying that. Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. Um, and the title makes sense if you watch the movie, but basically it's a orphan boy who is kind of a troubled boy and uh he gets one last chance at like foster parents basically but he's living out in the in the bush in new zealand with these people um i don't want to give too much away it ends up like there's they're running away from the law and stuff and running into like different characters and stuff this this is where reese darby comes in which one of the best performances by him. He always gives the best performance. Every time he shows up in the movie, I'm so in a movie, I'm just so happy. Yeah. Um, Sam Neill plays the foster father, and the kid, I don't know who he is. He's, I guess, new. He's pretty young. Um, their chemistry is really great. Uh, he, Sam Neill is kind of a grumpy old, you know, guy who's lived on a farm his whole life and has no real time for. Kids. Only seen one movie with uh, Sam Neill I didn't like. Yeah, that was The Hunter. The hunt. <laughs> Speaking of which, William Defoe was in the Great Wall. Uh, <laughs> um, but that one was great. I, I definitely recommend that. I can't tell you much more because okay. it really gives stuff away. But it's I definitely recommend it. Very funny, but also pretty well drama. Gotcha. It's a dramedy. Or those are my favorite kind. Uh, and then I watched a foreign animated film called Long Way North. What uh, what area are we talking about? Like Iceland, I think. Okay, something like that. Uh, it's about a girl who's. Did you rent this one too? No, it's on Amazon Prime, I think. Okay. She leads an expedition north to find her grandfather's 
he's an explorer that never showed up, and so they kind of lead a expedition basically to the North Pole to find it. Is there talking animals? No, there's not talking animals. Okay. It's just people. Gotcha. Uh, the animation looks really cool, and the story's solid. I actually kind of like to watch foreign animated films, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to step on some toes, but not Japanimation. Uh, I like to see like different stuff, art styles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And This one uh, definitely has a pretty unique art style. They it looks do. really cool. Yeah. Uh, but the, the plot was just solid. It was nothing fancy. It was pretty simple, but very solid. Gotcha. Little just real quick, great. too, that reminded me. Did you ever end up watching uh, Kubo and the Two Strings? No. No? Not okay. yet. Um, I want to give Nick back the other movie I borrowed from oh. before I borrowed that <laughs> yeah, one. give me my movie back. Yeah. It's still sitting on top of my Xbox One. I watched it the week he gave it to me because I was like, I'm not going to do that thing where I borrow a movie and then don't bring it back for you, months. You can't uh, You can't get upset about that. Uh-huh. I mean, it can't be any longer than I've had Schindler's List. Yeah. Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Eric, what'd you watch this week? Um, I watched some uh, Twitch... Uh, TV. Okay, uh, let's Some move H1 on. Anything Z1. else did you watch? Uh, no, all I did okay. was uh, in my I'll free time was game. Yeah, okay, good. Good. We don't want to turn this into a Twitch podcast. Make it yeah. when he speaks. Make it sound like when the adults speak in Muppet whoa, Babies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't remember. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it Peanuts? And I'm oh, thinking yeah. Peanuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie right. Brown. Get your reference uh, right. That's right. I did watch a movie. Oh, yeah. Yep, a classic. Okay, a real classic. All right. Been getting a lot of social media. A lot of my friends have been talking about this movie for some weird reason. Uh, Rad. Oh, God. Rad is You watched Rad? Yeah. What is it? I've got a bootleg copy of it. What is it? It's an old BMX movie. It's like they, 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 they... are coming is like this the, big uh, YouTube or something? No, no, no. I have a bootleg copy. Isn't that don't I they in that movie? I'm else. pretty sure I seen a clip from that. Don't they have motorcycle dance bike fights? No, no, not motor. It's all BMX. But I mean, like, don't they have like a? The, isn't there like a, a a scene where like they do, see what kind of dance they can do on the? And oh like, well, there is a scene where oh. they go to a dance on their BMXs and do. I wonder if Rad was made by the Electric Boogaloo people. <laughs> oh, breaking! I love by those the movies. Canon uh, Canon films. Yeah. But uh, yes, that was awesome. So all right. This is great it's watching little rat again. Oh yeah! So in case anybody listening to this can get a bootleg copy of it, if you would like, a, if you like one, I I have a couple. Okay, thanks, Mikey. <laughs> what a weirdo! You know the internet exists, right? Yeah, but I mean, I've got a DVD or a couple DVDs. I'm just implying that bootleg copies are something that were becoming obsolete ten to fifteen years ago. I don't think you can find it on. I bet the you it's internet. on YouTube right now. I'd have to look. I don't think so. All right. I don't know. Uh, guys, are we ready to talk about It Follows? Yes. All right. Okay, let's go. All right, the movie for this week is It Follows. I believe the official release date was 2014, but... For all intents and purposes, I don't think anybody saw it until 2015. Eric? Well, whatever, whenever it released, I think this was my birthday movie for that year, if yeah. I remember correctly. I think um, it said 2014, which didn't sound it right. It had to a me. very limited release. It was one of those that got popular enough, and so then it got a wider release later. Um, as a matter of fact, from what I read, they'd had a video on demand thing set up for it and ready to go, but then. The movie did so well, limited, that they pulled back the video-on-demand portion and released it in a wide release. 
so the movie was made, we'll just say 2015, because that's when anybody listening okay. to this podcast would be able to. It makes sense, because I was like, 2014 didn't sound, yeah. it sounded too long ago. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it is holding a 97% rating uh, on Rotten oh. Tomatoes, yeah. And I believe it was made on a budget of $2 million and made $20 million in the box office. This was a uh, kind of a cult classic even before it came out kind of thing. Uh, let's go around and give our star ratings. I will give it follows four and a half stars. Five stars. I'd say four for me. Four and a half. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what we do like about the movie. Uh, Mike, you give it five stars. Go ahead and start us off. I really wanted to do more research into this director, uh, but there's not much. He's only made, I believe, two other films, and one is a short. Uh, I think the only other big film he's made is something called "The Secret Life of the American Teenager." Which really? I had never heard or seen. And his next movie is not a horror film either. It's some kind of, I think it's an espionage movie or something like that. <laughs> well, I like his style. Very much. He's got a very, he's a lot like John Carpenter. A lot of, a lot well, of shots from the inspiration from, like, from this uh, yeah. comes from John Carpenter. He's very yeah. much an ambiance guy. The yeah. vibe of this movie very is. Very wide shots. Is, to me, in terms of recent movies, I mean, you can go back to some older ones like Rosemary's Baby, but. The I haven't seen a horror movie out of the ones that I've watched that has this kind of creepy vibe and 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 style to it. Well, and let me let me offer this is that now I'm not I don't want like I don't go to a movie theater and get scared. It, it's not happening. It what's it's a uh, Paranormal Activity did kind of freak oh, me out yeah. when I saw. It. Oh, don't lie, I was there in that it theater. Did. It did, but on the whole, <laughs> I don't watch like I will I will watch you know what's supposed to be the scariest horror films and. I, nothing really gets me. Now, when I saw It Follows, I wasn't scared in the theater yet. I had nightmares for a long You're time right. that were... I would wake up, and I would realize I had some kind of a dream. Now, it wasn't the creature from It Follows. Like, I wasn't in the sequel or something like that. But I would have a dream, wake up, and go, well, I had another It Follows dream. I just found it very odd. Like, the, something about this movie really stuck in my subconscious. Um, which I think, to me, that's an achievement. Like, scaring oh, somebody in the moment, that's one thing. But to have me have nightmares months later. Movie, movies that make you go home and uh, double-check your lock on yeah. your door whenever you yeah. uh, get home is uh, an accomplishment. I had a similar, like, the last time I remember being, like, actually scared by a movie was with um, Sixth Sense. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until, like, at night when I was alone in my room, and then I was like, remember those dead people that just kind of like pop by where <laughs> like, uh. mom his, he thinks it's his mom but it's not oh, oh, it's yeah so that's horrible. the worst one yeah. paranormal activity scared me to death did it it scared me to death well you know i read somewhere i, I forget what review I, this is one of those movies i i would like research this movie a ton when it first came out so i've if i went to rotten tomatoes i like i've read half the reviews on rotten tomatoes uh for this movie uh, somebody had said like this actually is the trick to this movie is it's not really a horror film it's a it's like a Hitchcockian thriller mm -hmm. except there's a supernatural element to the movie that drives it mm -hmm. um, especially like there's a lot of tricks you know the the scene when they go to that school to um, find out to more find out in the way that the camera just kind of spins and well, in place yeah. but it spins and then oh they do this more than one time but it, it's effective. Everything. This is yeah. way scarier than the any jump scare. The one I remember. Well, this is way scarier than any movie has ever done a jump scare. When you know this thing is coming, and a slow pan, and you just see in the distance someone walking in a yep. straight line, and the camera goes on, and you don't, they never reference it again or whatever, 
and in your mind you're just like, it, it was that it? Was yeah, it? Are they well, even when that? they get in the car to leave, there's somebody walking yep. straight at them, but yep. it's never addressed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it, it, I like it's one thing when it's like you know behind them walking in a shot, but it's when it's on a, a camera pan and you just see in the corner or in the background. Yeah. Just some character that looks like oh. it could be it. Yep. So uh, even when the characters are not aware, we as the viewing audience are aware that these characters are under danger at all times, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Mike, you can keep going, but the thing that I would uh, say to kind of spark some conversation is this is one of those horror films that how did we get this late in the genre of horror before somebody thought of essentially the sexually transmitted disease monster. That's really what this kind of boils down to. Like, how did it take that what, Jared? long? Do you mean this well, is I mean, a metaphor always had that, for though. STDs? They've yes. always had that, though. The virgin Man, always dies in the Let me say horror, this, though. Or the virgin survives the horror films. Yes, and that's been a, a theme throughout the entire horror genre since, uh, I believe, uh, John Carpenter wrote the book, essentially. Mm. Unless you want to say that Hitchcock wrote the book with Psycho, but that's all right. Mm. Um... What I like about the STD metaphor, though, is it's not so ham-fisted that right. he makes bad choices with the character to support the metaphor, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's that thing we've talked about before where if you want to put satire or metaphors in the movie, but you're going to sacrifice the story at hand to, to push that, that's when you've gone too far. But do you think there's any person that watches movie that didn't get that like that? Concept? Yes, in the law of averages, yes. Oh, that makes me sad for the human <laughs> Probably race. Probably true, but I think it's clever to speak to a real fear of young people. Yeah. When you're making a horror movie, base it off of something that's really scary in their lives and yeah. something they really have to be afraid of in their lives. Well, what's brilliant... And just build off of it. What's brilliant is what you're talking about, that let's just say in the course of this movie, she's able to pass it. She flies to Tokyo and um, uh, hooks up with somebody and then moves back to America, and she's... When she's 60 years old, she's still going to... Not know if it's not coming know. for her. Like, yeah. that's such she, a... Ugh, it's scary not, not only that. Yeah. Not only that, but then you can never... Uh, in good conscience, uh, get married or do whatever yep. because yes, now that time that you have sex with that person, the way I understand, they never officially say the way I understand that it works is whoever's active at that point is the one that passes it along. Yep. I don't think that she can spread it to multiple because it's always only chasing one person yep. in a straight in a straight yep. line of of consecutive people. So theoretically, if it passed down and went a few people down the line, she could have kids, she could yep. get married, but then one day you have a romantic night with your you know, your wife, you don't know that, you know, along the line, you're now up again. You're the one on the clock, and then you've just infected that person you oh, care about. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there's oh. always that risk, like, it's because you never you never know when it's your turn until it's actually chasing you. Here's another brilliant concept that's in this movie that's barely mined. But the idea that, I mean, guys, the only reason this monster is able to keep going is because people are selfish and terrible. Um, all that has to happen is to go is, back to the start. Is to not spread it. No, to just not spread it. Like if you get it, Eric. If you get it, yeah. But the thing is, is it, it'll, it'll keep working go, its yeah, way it backwards. Way back. So that it, it works, but yeah. to back to the beginning. So, but, it, yeah. but here's the thing: it keeps propagating. Yeah. Pro, pro, See that? I no. get it. That's a right word. I, I used that so. correctly. I don't think did he? Yeah, I think Nick? so. I, 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 That's right. Yeah, I think. Just a second. Let me let me get this on the mic. Yeah. I no. Just me pat myself on the back. Make right. sure you edit that out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I love that concept because uh, they don't really draw attention to the fact that essentially the only reason they exist is because every single person that gets it is only looking out for themselves. Well, and, it, and not for you, their common man. When you speak to what the fear, which is of something I can uh, I can get in line with. I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with that though, man. Because really, if you get killed. Even if you were like, okay, I'm not going to do it and just let it kill me, it's going to go kill the person that gave it to you, and then that's going to. But just if it killed the, the original person, maybe it reverse. stops. Is what Jared's saying too? Yeah, yeah. But good luck getting however many people to do that. But if if, if people <laughs> hadn't been so selfish along the line, then yep. maybe it would have. But um, when you talked about the fear that it uh, strikes with today's youth, you're talking about a generation where I mean, obviously they know all about STDs. They're told they're told that it can only take one time. And you could ruin your whole life. And it's true. But like when you look at that, and, it, and even though this is not real, we watched a documentary about little kids who believed in a, a a fake thing called the Slender Man. Which, by the way, they read on a website, I'm not joking, called Creepy Pastas. Yeah, yeah. the Creepy Pasta Wiki. That just, that screams, this should be taken very seriously. Yeah. Right? So, right. I mean, we have a generation where people do believe in stuff that they don't know or don't understand. And it's like, you watch a movie like this, and... You're already, you know, they're already af- afraid of, of maybe it's their first time or whatever. There, there's so much fear involved with the anxiety of it all. And then on top of that, oh yeah, by the way, that one time, that may be the time that sends a, a monster that you can't stop after you that looks like your loved ones. Like, and the idea that you know they kind of take a book out of the zombie, uh, yeah. the playbook where. If this monster ran, it would not be nearly as terrifying. The fact that it is mm-hmm. constantly walking towards you with yeah. no emotion on its face. It is not there to kill you out of rage. There is nothing you can do to talk to it. It is simply has one mind, and it is going to deliver on that impulse as long as it can. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't get tired yet. And this is one of the coolest concepts in the movie is it's not stupid. Yeah. The the I thing where it like throws the brick through the window right. to trick you and stuff like that. Like, it's creepy stuff, man. Because then you go, well, it doesn't have a singular mind. It has some ability to reason. Yeah. When it knows not to get in the water, but uh, it starts throwing stuff at her. Yeah. That was really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the fact, too, that they play off that, that uh, expectation that yeah. people that as moviegoers have that, well, you know, we'll just electrocute the pool. And they're like, it didn't work. Oh. Luckily, it didn't work because we're in the pool. Yeah. Um, I actually read a, a thing where the, the director addressed that, and he said what he wanted to do is create a setup like a normal horror film would try for, but then only to realize, like, this is in the real world, this is complete right. stupidity. <laughs> These characters are stupid, you know. Yeah, I, I when you talked about the, you know zombie-esque unrelenting you know walking towards you and and just unstoppable force in in a way i actually liken this movie to a supernatural version of the feeling i get from no country for old men sure i know exactly Um, what you mean it's something that is out your it's out of your depth you can't stop it it's coming after you it's gonna find you and no matter what you do it's going to collect what it's due yeah um I think that's, you know, uh, an awesome vibe to really pull And there's something, you know, like the idea that if a shark kills you, it's not killing you out of anger. It is merely trying to eat, and then it is going to... And it wasn't uh, really coming after you. It's just you were there. there. Yeah, I think there's something that just... There's something in the human mind that 
wants reason. Yeah. The fact that you can't you can't talk your way out of yeah. it. You can't appeal to its Nature. the goodness in its yeah. heart. Oh. It's just there to you kill. You guys are just pulling lines straight out of Terminator now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. All right, so Mikey, what else do you like about this movie? Well, another thing is... Hang on one second. <clears throat> you stop texting. And- huh? Texting? I don't text. <laughs> I love that um, Mikey thinks that writing something down makes him prepared, but then he's not prepared to talk about yeah, the I didn't, stuff that he wrote I down. Didn't, I, I didn't write a whole lot down. Um, I mean, I don't know. I The way I just love the feel of this movie. Yeah. I like the 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 look of it. I mean, the way this guy... I mean, the way the whole way this guy put this thing together. His cinematographer is really good. He's, you know, really good at... Uh, Especially on 2 million. Hmm? Especially on 2 million. Exactly. This just does not seem like something that you could get for two million bucks. Yeah. So I don't There's know. There's not a lot of special worked, effects in the movie, but I don't see any holes in the special effects. The, I read I one got review one. that said that the the body in the beginning of the movie looks bad, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't, I didn't think that. so. I, I thought it looked bad. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it looked fine. I, and I mean it fit with the movie. I mean the movie has this kind of old slash new look, which Yeah, it's weird. It is really weird because okay. It almost has a futuristic thing because the girl has the little makeup case that she's the e-reader, yeah. the e-reader or whatever. The director said he want he did that kind of stuff because he wanted the movie to have kind of a dream logic. That's to what be I was honest, wondering. I, I was wondering why he did. I that. won't focus on it, but I will just say I, I brought it up. I am watching uh, Legion. That's how Legion is kind of shot. Gotcha. It feels like it's the sixties or seventies, but then someone will pull out like a tablet or something. Yeah. This um, one looks like 70s, 80s. It's got a lot of 80s it's cars. It's definitely an 80s vibe. It's trying yeah. to... It's, yeah. The, the slasher genre of the 80s is what right. this is trying to go for. As I mean, fact, houses um, and I, TVs. The, since the last time I've seen It Follows, I've watched Stranger Things. There's a lot about Stranger Things that I think It Follows has in common. They're trying to, yeah. they're trying to plug the same strings on a cord, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things just goes straight up 80s though plus they do that thing where they every time they show the tv it's playing like a black and white old like sci-fi film or they go to a movie theater and there's a guy at the organ you know which has not happened since like the 1910s yeah i would love to find that find me a movie theater where there's an actual organ player i would love to see that i think it gives it kind of a alternate universe or in its own world kind of thing it really does is this not necessarily something that happens in our world. It's kind of a whole made-up Stephen King, uh, he has the Dark Tower series. Right. And um, what he would do is the characters, he would always try to put in some type of car that doesn't exist to signal to you, like, this is kind of like our world, but we're maybe next door to the world that right. we know. And that's... That's at least how I like to, to read. Well, you can this still be movie. afraid by it because something like that can move between uh, worlds. I'm sure, oh, Jared. Oh snap! There's no there's no safety. Oh man. Mm-mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what I got. I mean, obviously the acting and everything was good. But acting's good. The one it's thing very I solid, liked, especially for a bunch of nobody young teens for a two million dollar budget. It's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I think all, a lot of that has to do is, with. There's a lot of. There, uh, I think very smartly he doesn't have scenes where characters try to overemote. As a matter of fact, I th- I think most of the characters have that feeling of shell shock or almost post traumatic stress as the movie goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they seem a little bit detached, I think that is well, kind of part and parcel with they don't have to overact either so yeah. that's what a lot of horror films have that's true you also get the feeling that these kids uh have kind of a rough life to begin with 
Well, none of you them seem to know or be in yeah. touch with anything to do with parents or adult society at right. all. Right, and yeah. uh, the they neighbor... They disappear for a while and not get yeah. freak out. Yeah. yeah, and the neighbor makes the comment, uh, like, those people are such a mess you yeah. know, when the police cars are out there and stuff. And Well, and there's obviously some backstory with a father that's not there. Right. And we're not given that. And I, you know uh, what? You see, I like that. The the monster is her father at one point. At one point. Yeah. At, the, sure. at the pool. pool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought so. Um, Eric was said that the when we left the movie theater, and so it was one of the things I wanted to check on when we were doing this. And yeah, they they show a close up of her like a family portrait, yeah, and that same. is for sure the right. father. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and her sister asks, "What does it look like?" And she makes a comment, "I don't want to tell you." Oh um, yeah, kind of thing. Oh okay, okay. Even that, like, and this is the type of stuff that I'm fascinated by, but don't really necessarily want an answer to. Like, how does the thing choose how to look to you yeah, and stuff I don't know. like that? It's like yeah. read your mind. Yeah, because the father is not around at any well, point. Right? No, because it does. It does take the the form of Yara and uh, uh, also uh, Greg or whatever. I was going to say for a second, people. I started to say, is it uh, can it only take people that have been you know dead in your life? But no, it did. It did do some. Yeah. People that were still alive. The idea I liked and was very wrong about when I watched the film for the first time. I thought it would be cool that it could only take the shape of somebody that it's already killed. Uh, um, mm. But obviously that can't hold uh, with the mm. movie that we watched. Yeah. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I mean, the stuff Mikey said for sure. Um, I just had to say an original idea at this point in a, in a horror, genre. In a horror yeah. genre movie goes a long way with me. And this one is pretty pretty darn good. That idea of the constant threat that's always out there, always walking towards you wherever you go. Yeah. You can buy a little time, but it's still coming. It builds this stress and like the boot could drop at any moment is just really good. Really good idea. Uh I like I don't know whether to count call it a soundtrack or a score or just the music. Yeah, but by disaster piece, I think. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um it's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it builds yeah. stuff so well. It builds the tone of this movie. I so wanted well. to slap our friend Dave Brown when we walked out of the theater, and he said that that was uh, specifically something he didn't like about the film. Like my jaw hit the ground. I couldn't believe it because I thought yeah. the soundtrack was li- just brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It builds that ambiance. It, like it, it fits the movie too. Yeah, really, really well. Yeah, in the look uh, of especially it. the way that it like when they're getting attacked at the pool that unrelenting yeah horror music to the the 10th degree that's playing it's so good and yeah. it's so, it creates such a sense of drama and uh fear mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh like he said the acting was really good um and actually just the characters the characters and the really relationships good. that are there the subtlety that is actually balanced there right. because I like that they didn't try to do too much with the background characters or that yes. are there. We don't have to know everything about them. It doesn't matter. We get it. Yep. Um, but the ones that they do, it's really good. I mean, I does really it like even it. strike you guys that this has a love story? Um, Kind of. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's such a realistic one that yeah. I, it doesn't stand out all that much. Like, Mikey, you realize that, right? Like I realize it. Half this movie is centered in on a love story. Yeah. But you don't really see it yeah it's, there's no it's, chase it's uh there's no chase right. to the uh airport and cabs or anything exactly well, there's chase but uh well that's true yeah it was following get it that's right it was following <laughs> anything yeah. else Nick? no i mean 
Other than that, the only thing that kind of sticks out to me, which I like about this movie, is it is pretty authentically Midwestern. Yeah. Um, it's not like it looks like they shot it in California pretending like it's the Midwest. I mean, it's all Detroit, those houses right? and those even those people are like, even that guy who gives it to her, the original, kind of just strikes me as someone who could have gone to my high school, you know? Yeah. Um, I really, I thought it was good. I think they even kind of make that uh, metaphor whenever they're going to find his house, and they, they reference how uh, when they cross that one street, they're in the city, and yeah, they, they didn't understand the when they were kids. I think that's when they're heading towards the pool. Uh, it was. Is it? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's when they're going towards the pool. Uh, but they, they make that reference of, you know, when we were kids, we didn't understand why we weren't allowed to go over there, but it's the fear. And what, what that is is it's referencing, like you said, the suburban fear of the city is just a fear of things of the unknown and a fear of that things are not in control there, that there's people that don't adhere to the rules that our society sets them uh, to. So it's, it's the same kind of sense of this fear of this monster that's coming after you, that you're, you're not in control. You can't reason with it. Some things can just happen to you sometimes. I love what you just said. And I also love the fact that the film doesn't expressly state what you're saying. Right. Uh, too often in horror films, if a point is to be made, it is with a hammer and nail. Uh, this movie, I think a lot of people will have seen this movie, watched the scene that you're talking about, and made no note of it. Well, there's many scenes where, here's well, the thing, we, yeah. we get what's going on. I, I would hope that most people do. But they do not, like, as you said, they do not beat you over the head with, with what's the progression of what's happening. We see her go out to the beach and see three guys on a boat, and she takes off. Um, her top gets down to her underwear and starts wading into the water. And then the next scene is she's back at home. Actually, I think the next scene is she's, she's driving home. She's driving. She's there's a tear she's coming a tear. down. Yeah. And she's Let wet. me ask you guys this because I've wavered on this before. Um, does she go out to that boat and sleep with those guys? Because I, so. I don't think she does don't either. She Mikey, did. how do you read on that? You know, I didn't really think about it, but. She says in the next scene where she's talking with. The friends. Caleb. Yeah, whatever. I don't remember his name. Well, oh, the, I always look Paul. to you, because you... Yeah, Paul. Look at that. He always I know. knows. I know. Um, She even... Because uh, he says about passing it on, she said that she'd done that once before, and she, should she shouldn't have. Done, and yeah. I, I assume she's talking about the character earlier in the film that uh, lives across the street from yeah, her. Yeah, right. I dies. actually don't he think dies. that is. I think... Because I think they already knew that Greg... Like, they already knew Greg was. Like, Paul knew... Like, everyone in that group knew that they, they'd given it to, to Greg. Yeah. I think they are referencing, like, that that she's... She said, yeah, I, you know, I passed it on once. I think I think that is why she's crying is because it's not some... It's that she felt so helpless that she didn't know what to do anymore and that she gave gave up and basically just passed the buck on to somebody else. And that's so you why. think she did go I think I think she did, and that's when mm. they ask her... Because everyone already knew that uh, Greg had... I could go either now, way, but I vote them? that she did them? I doubt she told them. She probably just... Which well, is even worse. One of those guys which is probably why I came back. Long, I can tell you that, because that thing was back pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she did. Yeah, you I know think what? it was back too quick, and I think if she did, then she was lying, because she said she had only done it once. Let me ask you this. Does she cross into not likable territory... Because I mean that's that's murder, right? Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I like, think I'd like in I my own personal head the helplessness feeling that she's going through, where it's like I just I, if if the if you can find me a quote where the director says that she did, it'll it'll kind of bum me out. I in my own head, I want to think that the character got 
into the water and thought, I can't do this. Like, uh, this is kind of my cross to bear, and I need to deal I with it. I think they would have showed I that. agree. Yeah. I think they I want think you to show I think they want you to talk about it after they the want movie. You, yeah. I, yeah, like, think of it this way also, Mikey. This movie never shies away from uh, showing, and it's not gratuitous, but, like, we watch the character have sex with... I believe two men in the, movie. but it's not. Yeah, as you said, I don't think we see the. But first there's guy. multiple times. I, I mean, that's one. Well, they show the first uh, yeah, no, they show the first guy. Yeah, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah in the car. Well, the, I actually, Paul, I've seen yeah. this movie so many times. I watched it in like five, five yeah, installments this week. So yeah, they show her. I watched that like late and earlier. They in the show week. her with Hugh, with Greg, and with uh, Paul. He knows every one of them. I know. Yeah, the Hugh, sisters Kelly. <laughs> the sisters Kelly. The the their friend. I don't is, even know the main character. Their friend name. is Yara. What's the main character's name? I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. He doesn't know. Uh, yeah. We stumped no. him. He, does, he knows all the support. Her name's Jay. Dinked. <laughs> Her last name is Heidi. I literally oh you God. couldn't have paid me uh, <laughs> to know that. Uh, oh, no, wow. but I'm saying um, I they they do a, a few different times where um, they show something and they cut away and something is implied that events transpired. Okay. Um, I I love that, and I mean, obviously, I have confidence that all of us get each of those references as what is implied is what's going to happen. But it's stuff like that where I go, man, in a more studio film, you're not a, you're not going to get to make that and have it be ambiguous. They're going to want you to connect the dots more because there are people out there that are not going to go, for, oh, well, that's what that meant. Like making this movie for two million dollars affords you some of some artistic, yeah, licenses and. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, good job. Mike. I had a point. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, wouldn't this fall under the whole category since I didn't show it to you as, oh, you could just get rid of that whole scene because it doesn't even matter. What? Of her going and swimming or, well, doing whatever, whether she goes out to the boat or not. I think that that could be no, I think sure. either way, I think whether she does or she doesn't at the I, boat, just still adds to her character. Am I being made fun of? I'm not quite A little sure. bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Are you talking about from way back the... No, 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 because this is like something, like, you bring this up in a lot of movies that you don't like. You know, oh, you could have gotten rid of that whole scene because it didn't mean anything. I don't think I imply scene. I think I imply story. Well, Mikey, though, you're incorrect because either way, whether she did sleep with him or didn't, it's going to further her character development of what her character is. Yeah, but I mean, you're there to debate it. But either way, whether she did or she didn't, it's definitely changing her character... Like in terms of character development, I'm so it is a necessary shenanigans scene. on this one. <laughs> Duly noted. Shenanigans. Uh, the uh, the other question I have about the movie is: Does Paul sleep with a prostitute to pass no. it on? That's another one. That I don't think people. so. You don't think he did. so? Did. Uh, what do you think? Because I was thinking that's a pretty genius idea. Because how quickly does it get passed on from a prostitute to someone else to someone else? To yeah, because whoever is going to get prostitutes is going to be a yeah. But she wants person. that random guy to walk up to her on the corner, so she's going to get killed pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be. And he didn't get some uh, some top notch. Uh... Okay, all right. Yeah, no, he, did go, he go. He went back down to the eight mile for those. No, I, I do think right, I do. I, I think that scene also is one where it implies that that's that was their plan. Is he'll take it. He'll pass. I don't it know on. why else that scene is in that movie. Exactly. I think to now, me that's him toying around with it. Okay. I can I can see that. No, I think that was the why. I think you're just. I think that she behavior. agreed to give it to him because now he's in the sense of he will. When 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 Hugh first gives it to Jay, uh, sh- he says, "Well, you're you know you're pretty. You'll be able to like you know pass it on easy." For a guy, especially a guy like you know, uh, no offense to the actor who plays Paul, but like he's not the stereotypical you know you know hunky teen there. He's not gonna sure. probably have the easy time like Greg did. 
That's why they show that scene of Greg passing it on. They show that scene of Greg flirting up with the ladies immediately after he gets it of him trying to like basically pass it on. Um, mm. That's interesting. I didn't read it like that. I think that, that's but the plan. But each did time. Greg do it? See, there's three instances now in this movie where they don't tell us whether or not somebody. But they also don't insinuating to you that this guy is not serious about uh, being with her. Possibly, I think that's part of it too. But I definitely agree with Eric. I thought that this was like a oh, this is going to be easy for him to get rid of. Yeah, kind of thing. Interesting. Okay, and um, I don't know. It, it, plus, he didn't fully believe yet, so it was just an excuse for him. Uh, yeah, uh, in that sense, but. Um, no, I mean, as, as they start to believe, obviously. But, yeah, I think that's what each one of those scenes implies is that he'll pass along. Now, I think the difference is, is you know, they don't – obviously, the, the guy from the beginning that she dates you is a absolute scumbag for passing it on. But he thinks he justifies it to himself by at least telling her what's going on and trying to teach her that it's real. Yeah. I don't think that that happened with any of the characters that they passed on outside of our little group here. Like, I think Greg passed it on and didn't explain it and just assumed it would make its way on and they'd be fine. Um, and yeah, I didn't. And it you're comes saying back. Hugh's just passing the buck. I Well, Hugh is, but he explained it. Yeah. I'm just saying he at least explained it and tried yeah. to teach her that it's real. So in his mind, he could justify that I'm not a murderer, I'm not a killer, I'm not a horrible person. Or did yeah. he just do that so that it wouldn't... Has he tried this before and it came back too that's quickly? That's what I yeah. think. And I think that's probably what happened whenever she went out to the boat, and I think that's probably what happened that's, whenever he well, went yes. out to the project. He's not it's, looking out for her, he's yes. trying to that's what up I'm, his chances. That's what I'm saying, is I think that when Greg passed it on um, to random girl you know, that he's uh, you know flirted with or whatever... When uh, Paul passes it on to uh, the hooker, um, when she passes it on to the guys in the boat, I think they're passing the buck, but they're not setting them up with the... Maybe even they tell him, but they don't They don't show him and prove to him that this thing actually is following him. And they're like, yeah, it's crazy, you know, whatever. Crazy lady. We had a good time. Um, I, I think that's the case. So I think that it is shown... And we've we've definitely seen passage of time. We're not. It's not shown walking to us across miles in real time. Yeah. This movie jump cuts a lot between time. So I think it does happen. I think that um, that they do pass it along. It just doesn't, you know, like it does come back. Um, the the one thing I love about this, is bringing it up, is even the first time watching it, I had that thought is, say, for instance, Hugh. Um, now, he, I don't think when he, when he first starts dating Jay, okay. he's not dating her to pass the buck. He's dating her because he's probably, he is kind of. But, I mean, he I think he genuinely probably likes her, but he's also so self-centered that he his life is more important than than hers he will save his life before he'll care about hers but yeah. i i don't think he because at the time when he starts dating her he's not on the clock i think he is just he re, he's trying to kind of have a normal life even though he's moving and and then when he realizes uh oh while i'm back on it's too late for that i gotta save myself um when he sees the girl in the yellow dress and he goes yeah you know i, I bet you picked that girl and, and he realizes and you see that look on his faces oh, he realizes no. it's not there um you got to keep in mind too that you know maybe and maybe not, but I'm saying if you ever pass it on, say say it was something you even remotely cared about or you liked, that is a confirmation when it is following you that that person that is, you know, 200 miles away that you haven't seen in two years or whatever, they're dead. They're dead. Like they're not hurt. They're not whatever. They're dead because it's chasing you again. D E D. Dead. I was, and maybe this is just me. I kind of want to know: Does it? Will this thing cross an ocean? I don't yes. know how they could have possibly shown that. Matter of fact, I would I, have to assume yes. The walking but through the pool makes me think that. When, yeah, well, yeah. that was when she went to the boat. I was like, "Are we going to see that this thing can just keep going through water?" So that answers that question. But it was. I'd be really taking nice. a lot of hot air balloon rides. 
Um, <laughs> actually, there was a Superman cartoon from when we were kids where uh, there was like this robot, and yeah. there was a shot at the end of it's. It had a human face and it was kind of half torn off, and it was walking on the bottom of the this. ocean. I, I really do remember. I always it was like because when I would think about the the ins and outs of it follows in the ocean, I always have that image of that thing walking on the bottom of the ocean. Walking, yeah, yeah. Such a creepy idea that even if you go to Japan, like that thing is literally walking. Yeah, but well, it's, it's still coming. There. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. It it is it does follow you, but it is not shown to always have to take a straight line. It'll stop at the edge of the pool and throw stuff and start grabbing well, stuff and throw it in buildings and stuff. Like it'll it'll. Uh, Why was it on the roof? Yeah, get up I don't, the top it, that floor. part kind of bugs it me. It's gonna get into the top floor. It, they were on the top floor. Uh, it it's still bugs me there. because I Whoa. feel like they did that for visuals above anything else. Yeah, yeah. that part is always so not good, sat with me. But like when it I is like creepy, it. the yeah. the image is beyond creepy. Yeah. When it comes at her, Gross too. Um, like usually too. Like a lot of times, like it'll it'll sometimes it'll walk down like a walkway. Like it won't just be pushing through the brush. Like it'll it'll actually make itself sometimes look like it could possibly be a person. Um, like when it gets there to the the when they're at that uh, uh, summer house. Yeah. And they're out in like the boathouse or whatever that is, um, and it breaks the 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 door down. Um, it doesn't immediately like come through. It kind of like is we assume off to the side for a little bit. Like it doesn't. It does follow you, but it seems to have a little wiggle room of like you know how it can move. I think it's intimated also that this thing does like to torture you a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does mention that he thinks it chooses people you love just to hurt you. Yeah. Even more. Um, I think some of the things that it does in the movie doesn't come straight at them like in that boathouse scene it really terrifies them for a while first you know i think part of what when i, I remember thinking this thought uh, after the first time that we watched the movie part of what even makes this movie even more terrifying is that it's right now it's it's coming after kids and not adults and when i say this i mean this isn't someone that has saved maybe you know for a rainy day 50,000 or whatever in their bank account that they can afford to maybe take some time off and travel. Yeah. These are kids that are dependent on other people for where they live. They don't have a job. How could you even have a job? Because, you know, you're going to get fired when you have to walk out of your shift for, yeah. you know, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things of just a helplessness of you like, yes, you can run, but how do you even afford or, or are able to run? And then running means that you lose everyone you care about anyway, because you have yeah. to run away. Um, and, Yes, you go when you say go to Japan. What if you go so far that you think you've cleared it by, and it turns around and comes the other way because it's now closer to walk the other way towards you? Like you yeah. may even be going towards it, not even know. Like uh. it's just there is no, there just is no safe way to live. You see how when they, I love that shot of when they go to his house of whatever quote unquote his house, yeah. and it's all barred up and there's stuff on every window, and you just see the quality of life that he's been living yeah. in fear. Yeah. And he legitimately, when he says at the beginning, when he talks about the little kid, he goes, I'd like to swap with him. And she's like, oh, come on, be serious. And he's like, no, nah, I mean, imagine having your whole life ahead of you and, you know, basically never made any mistakes. Yeah. Like, Which in that moment, though, like, I was like, that's actually a really good answer. Like, I, I, I would not have thought to pick a kid in that and playing that game. Uh, the other thing I thought was really interesting that they did with this thing is that you can shoot it. And it does seem to have some form of impact. And it does have an impact. You see them, you see it get stopped when it's um, the girl who Eric knows her name, I don't know, at the boathouse. Uh, you see it, its fingers get blown off. It, they, yeah. and Paul shoots it in the back of the head and it falls in the pool and fills the whole thing with blood. And then we're left with that huge question mark. Do you think they can kill this thing? No. No. 
Because mm. well, it's at there at the end. Not as it's much the, as I believe that's it walking behind him at the end. Or yeah. you're supposed to wonder. Is if it? it? Is, but I don't know. You're supposed yeah. to wonder. That's the thing. I, the, I I kept waiting for the last shot to be like, hold on, I got it. Like he just bends over to tie his shoe, and the camera's like sitting behind him, and you know that this thing's like walking up on him. One one beautiful thing they do, I love that, is the camera. It's not as far back as the the person was that was walking behind him, but the camera as it get, before they cut to credits is catching up to him. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was genius. Uh, Eric, do you have uh, stuff that you want to talk about? We've pretty much mentioned it all, but I I absolutely love the vibe of this. This is one of the the most unrelenting and creepy uh, films I've ever seen. Yep. Um, it's super art house, <coughs> but yet could still be watchable by uh, you know quite a few people that don't normally watch this type of thing. It's not. It's never crosses the line to where it's you know art for art's sake let me throw this at you is that uh, we have four people at this table two can be considered horror fans it's mikey and my two that are not horror fans you're just film fans in general and horror films happen to come in every once in a while yeah it pleased all four of us Mm -hmm. that means that uh it's for genre fans and non-genre fans alike which horror is one of the trickiest for getting non-genre fans to like it. No, not to well, it's because most of them follow the genre yep. so closely yep. that it's like, I've seen this movie before. But this one, I haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. For just a moment, and I, I'm going to bring a completely separate movie that none of us has seen, but I do want to mention it just for a second. Speaking of that, obviously this film was highly reviewed. Yeah. Uh, very well reviewed. It's part of the reasons why you know I, I started talking to you about it, and I, I started hearing stuff from early film festivals, and then the... When the Rotten Tomatoes scores, like you know, were coming out and they were just phenomenal, and there were reviews like, "Oh, this is one of the best things to come along in horror in ages." The only thing that I've seen since then in the from the horror genre that, um, well, horror slash suspense genre that has been more kind of like critically talked about is one that I would just not think would be it. Have you guys seen the reviews for Get Out? Yeah, I've seen this. It's got like 160 reviews or something like that. It's 99% right. uh, Is it now? It was at 100% yesterday. Yeah. Hmm. It was uh, at a hundred. I think it was at ninety nine percent when I looked today. But. Like I said, and what that is, is not a small out? number. Of uh, Mikey, this is probably not what you and I want to see. Oh well, we can look it up later. It's, it's a satire comedy. It's directed by Jordan issues. Peele. Yeah. yeah. About what? Racial issues. It's basically oh. a horror movie about a uh, a black guy that's in a inter- uh, interracial relationship with a you know a white chick, and he goes to it's time to meet her parents. So he goes to an all white neighborhood. And it's like this. they played up as horror. Now, you know, th- I saw the original trailer and I'm like, oh, it looks good. But the fact that it's getting a hundred, it was, I mean, it's probably they keep telling me it's there's like always a horror one film guy. And I, I don't, I'm not getting that. This looks to me like comedy satire, but. But it's played off as suspense, you know, like it is. I I, I, that's one thing it said. It's I have not seen a trailer, so I, maybe I don't quite understand. But it. yet it's obvious what they're doing. Like the, the satire is not, it's very heavy handed. But they say they 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 don't play it for the laughs. They play it like to be scary, and it generally like can be scary. They said it's, it's actually an accomplishment. Anyway, I, should, I need to see it. Just for I just it. wanted to mention it for a second, just because this is one of the only other films that I've seen come along in in that kind of genre. That I mean, obviously, The Witch was very highly reviewed. Oh, I love. Um, I haven't seen The Witch though yet, so I can't oh, speak that for witch it. Which is an unnerving. You film. talking about it makes me want to see it. But. Um, no, I like it, but I'm not entirely sure that you guys would. As a matter of fact, I'm not even entirely sure Mikey would like it because it it that's one of those movies where it doesn't follow genre conventions 
it's hard to understand what the characters are saying in most scenes, yet the scariest thing about that movie is how genuinely unnervingly real it is. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't mean to throw us off track, but I just yep. we're not going to have really another avenue to really bring that up and it fits really well with this i just i thought that was I, if you didn't know about it i know you guys are horror fans so you should probably check it out yeah i'd like to at least see a trailer because i from the description of the movie and the writer and director star of the movie i don't quite understand how it's being touted as a horror film yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah it if you know let's if talk more about of these, it i'm follows. just saying if more of these types of movies start coming out like it follows you know, you might start calling me a horror fan if the genre starts to shape up a little bit. I'll but. tell you what, I've watched more just from this podcast that I've enjoyed. Yeah. House of the Devil kind of blew me away. Yeah, it's a great um, one. Yeah. This oh, one, so I don't remember other horror movies we've watched. What was the other good ones? Rosemary's. We watched The Conjuring, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby, one? I loved. Yeah, loved What was it. the other one we watched that was like uh, House of the Devil or by the same guy? We watched another one too, didn't we? Sky West uh, did not impress uh, Nick in... Uh, what was the anthology movie you picked? Oh, a- was it the ABCs? No, we didn't watch no, ABCs. No, we didn't uh, watch ABCs. Oh, oh uh, VHS. VHS. Yeah, oh, Nick was yeah, Nick was not no. impressed by Ty West. That one was just like four <laughs> extremely stereotypical <laughs> horror. Let's get back <laughs> anyway, to it. Anyway, yeah. I, I actually am going to refer. I, I am actually going to mention something with uh, House of the Devil because it ties into something from It Follows for me. Mm-hmm. So House of the Devil, one of my only problems with that movie yeah. was that... Um, at the end, towards the end, they kind of like the movie was creeping me out. The unknown, yeah. Uh, they kind of do one of those quote unquote show you the monster kind of deals with House of the Devil, and for you, it's still it, it actually increased it. Yeah. the, the yeah, you're enjoying the experience. Of that movie. For Nick and I, it kind of decreased it. We 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 don't really like when horror movies do that. Well, yeah, and what they show you is pretty, yeah, yeah. run of the mill. But anyway, uh, in it follows. We now we see the, obviously we do see the monster, but the monster you know looks like a human being. They're they're always they're never in hundred percent shape. Like they're always they're bruised or they're they're hurting in some way. There's they're urinating. That, yeah, like there's always something odd about. They're it. always they always seem like you know they're they're just some broken down like human being. Um, that shot when uh, Greg gets killed when she's in the house and the mom knocks on the door yeah. and she rounds the corner and there are before you even see it. There are flashes of electric light yeah. going on on her face. Yeah. My mind exploded in imagination and curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Then they show this, it, the, and I, it was I even creepier than I thought. Which it was also made me think later in the movie, at least the first time I saw it, like, oh, this electric thing might have something to it. Because with whatever this thing is, it has something to do with electricity. Well, this might work. It almost seemed like, obviously, you know, keep it safe there, baby. <coughs> It almost seemed like through the act of having sex with that charge that it was absorbing the the electrical current right. from from his body yeah. and like s- just sapping the electricity out of his body. Uh, yeah, and then nothing is ever said again ever. They uh, never bring it up, and that blew my mind. That was so good because they did it like a, a good ways into the movie, not right at the end, but a good ways into the movie. Just dropped that little bomb and then walked away, and then for the rest of the movie, I'm going what. What does that mean? What's funny is I I always try to have an ace in the hole that I don't think anybody's going to talk about so that when I go through all three of you, I have something to talk about. You, you're talking about my subject. I think when she's looking in that door and the light is... It, it's almost like when the characters uh, cry or uh, cry in Monsters Inc. That electrical charge yeah, yeah. happens. The same thing that's happening in this movie. And the fact that it is not referenced, she doesn't talk about it, 
It is just merely there for you to notice, to observe, and wonder. And then also, basically, as we're to assume that that's not the only time that it does that, is not only do you die from having sex, it kills you by the act of having sex. Yes, that's right. That is like, that's so creepy. Yeah. Uh, The guy that wrote this movie, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I talk about being an aspiring writer, and this is one of those movies where I just have to hit myself in the head and be like, how didn't I come up with this type of scenario? This is so obvious with the genre. Well, I think it it could have been ruined pretty easily and could have gone into the average horror movie thing pretty easily. And I really think the thing they did right was they did not explain stuff. Stuff like that. Yep. Almost every cheesy horror movie I've ever seen, there's some point in the movie where they have to tell you exactly what's happening. It's when they encounter they, the expert. Exactly. Well, they, they, they do have that moment, but it's a, a watered-down version of it. They have the moment he tells of you, you what, gives you the bullet points. He tells you what's going to happen, but he doesn't have to explain to you this thing was started in a like you know demonic mass that someone you know we don't need an origin story what's or interesting why this is happening let me before i forget to mention this and uh, horror genre has a couple of uh time honor cliches and one is the harbinger of doom and also the expert that character actually is both um he serves as the harbinger of doom yeah. early um where he explains uh the monster and then uh once they find him later then uh revert uh goes into the expert uh mode. I just think that's really cool to use the same character for both uh in right. the movie. Uh Eric, do you have anything else? No. Um the cinematography was absolutely amazing, but we've already talked about that. Yep. Um I just I'm just extremely impressed by this director and the team that was involved with this and and just excited to see what else they do agreed uh i don't have anything to add uh, eric took my ace in the hole uh for uh <laughs> things i like about the movie uh let's talk about what we don't like about the movie and i really i think it boils down to i have one thing that i don't like about the movie uh this might be an unpopular opinion as a matter of fact but it's the reason i'm four and a half instead of five I wonder if it's you're probably wrong mine. <laughs> uh i don't like the end um there is a let me let me talk through this one uh, and feel free to interject if you have anything. Uh, this movie tells a complete story. Uh, it builds to a climax where they're able to defeat the monster in the pool. And then the story well, cultivates I in the idea. Just the monster, keep keep but, keep yeah. keep keep with me. That's definitely what that scene is kind of. Trying it's trying to, to trying to get yes. you to. Um, and then you get the nice after the day you ma. Of these characters are gonna be okay, and she's going to recover from this, and they'll probably end up uh, being good for each other down the line. Then the movie goes into one of my least favorite horror cliches, which is the scary end smash to the credits thing. Um, I really don't like where it's like this is the end, or is it? Kind um, of thing. Yeah, the. I don't know if this is spoilers. I mean, the movie came out in the 80s or the 70s, but um, I think the original Nightmare on Elm Street is an amazing film. It's one of the best slasher films of all time. But the thing that I can't stand about that movie is it does the exact same thing. It has an end where they prevail, and then guess what? Freddy's back. Um, Now, here's another thing. If I think that this movie, if It Follows got a sequel or a prequel or whatever, if they were going to get to continue the story 
I would not cry foul as much. But the fact that I don't think there is any intentions, and we are almost three years uh, after this movie came out, I really there is still not. no news, and that's fine. I'm okay with it, but that ending is only okay with me if there is a continuation. If I'm going to find out that the next movie opens with that same shot, and then we find out what happens. Then I'm good with it. That was the ending hook to get me to come back to two. But I don't believe that's it. The only reason this is here is to leave you with that sense of they'll never win out. Uh, to me, that makes this whole journey a little less worth taking. Yeah. Well, that's no, because I think what it does is, as you talked about, this. you're talking about a, an audience where you're trying to incite fear. Uh, you, you're literally someone who went away and had bad dreams because of this movie. And the idea that it makes it scary. It does. It just does. It makes it scary if you if it you if you can't win. Like if you can't win, even if you thought you win and you thought you could live a happy life, it's still gonna come for you. Just it leaves it, it doesn't give a, a release of the pressure that, that has been building up that whole movie. Yeah. Um it makes you leave on a scared note. Um obviously, you know, we don't believe that this thing is actually really walking around. Hopefully you don't, Jared. I don't. Okay. Uh, so you know, it's we're are not going to be pulling our hair out like losing sleep. But I'm sure I there did. are some. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there are some people, some some kids that will. And I I think it betrays the. And again, whatever fits best for the story. I don't want to lock the horror genre into one type of ending. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I do think that if you're going to build up that goodwill of fright, the whole movie, you're going to make it dissipate at the end if they defeat the monster. Um, this wasn't an adventure movie to me where you defeat the villain. This is a horror movie where you're supposed to be scared. Even if there was a scene at the end where the two characters talk about whether or not it'll come back and they'll they'll live their lives in fear of it, I am okay with that ending. The fact that you show me a person walking towards them... But again, we're not showing... That could mm, just be someone walking down the street. We're to Im- assume it's not. Yeah, I think had they like definitely told me, I probably would have had more of a hard time with that ending. But the fact that they kind of leave it up in the air. So in your own personal head canon, yeah. Are they okay, in my own personal head. I know. I don't. I don't know. I think it's just kind of a you never know ending. And I mean, that's I how do, they should be living right? their life. I mean, that's the monster. But it's they should have had be. Them. That's how they well, should be living their life, though. Is I don't they never think you know. do. What know do you that think? For sure. I honestly think you're completely wrong on this one. There is. I mean that that is a typical. I mean, I get it. It's cliche, but honestly. I like the way that I like films to do that, especially if they do it right. It is regardless a throwback they have movie. A it's going to have a throwback ending. Yeah, and, and regardless of whether it has a sequel, most horror films end it with the killer comes back or you assume the killer's going to come back. You just never quite know. It makes you feel sorry for those characters because if you were that character, would you ever feel safe? Well, and that's another thing about it is the way that the movie's set up, it does leave you with that, well, you yeah, you don't know if they're ever going to be safe. You don't know if that shooting him in the head of the end actually I, I Nick, do you not. share my thing with that I, I i do kind of it does bug me that they felt like they had to do that with this movie where they've done so many original things yeah i don't know their way out of it i i'm not a writer so i'm not sure but i will say that i think the worst thing they could possibly do is sit and have that conversation when i really don't think it's needed i think everything is implied um with their silence, and I think it would be beneath this movie, honestly, if they sat down and voiced 
their feelings of whether this thing would come back or not. Maybe he was a good cop. Maybe he was a bad right. cop. Wait a minute. Are you making fun of Detroit 9000? Only only to Jared because I'm just calling him out on his hypocrisy. So You right. know, I I don't know if them Okay, when they're holding hands and they're walking down, down the street. I don't know if that is to imply. It could, but I'm just saying I don't know if that is to imply that they think they're safe. I think what it is is they kind of have just accepted that at that point in the movie, this is our life now. We have to make the, we might as well make the best of it. Um, yes, I think that they think the thing is gone for the moment, but they don't know. They're never going to fully know if they're safe, but they're just trying to live their life. Unlike the the girl, which I think is an awesome thing to show in the movie, they literally show someone, the first girl that gets killed. She goes, drives off. She sits down and steadies and readies herself, calls her dad and says goodbye, and then we see her mangled body in the same spot she was sitting. Yeah. She just waits for the inevitable to come get her. I think we're shown at the end is characters taking a different route, which is still trying to find some kind of happiness in an unwinnable, unhappy situation. I like that. I do like that. Um, that's the only thing I have for not liking, though. Uh, Mikey, do you have anything? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's well, anybody else. Five stars. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, Nick? Yeah, this is probably not going to be popular. I honestly think this movie is a little stretched out. I, I, You know, the first time I didn't notice it so much. The second time, there are some parts of this movie where I just got bored. Kind of just waiting for the next thing to happen. There's a lot of just... But those, stillness in this movie, but which the stillness terrible. made it creepy because as a viewer we know it's still coming. Well, yeah, and let me, a couple scenes of it, but there's the a thi- lot of it in this movie. What I would be interested to find out is, can you really hold it against the film that the suspense isn't there the second time? No, no, no. I, I don't mean that it wasn't suspenseful. I just, well, yeah, you know, maybe that's right. Maybe it's because I know what's coming. Yeah. And so I find myself just kind of sitting through the quiet moments of the movie waiting. One thing I do think that they do well is, and I know what you're talking about, I get what you're saying, is that the characters are not static. There actually is plot progression at almost every point of this film. There is some story movement happening as far as where she's at in her headspace with the relationship with Paul. Paul is the geekier one. Paul? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that the, story is moving. That starts from the very first scene that she's in and he's in. That starts and very slowly but very subtly moves forward to the end of this film. But even at the beginning of this film where, I mean, there's just scenes and scenes of like her in the pool, them watching TV, them on a... It is kind of a slow burn. It's it's right? a bit... It was a bit much for me, this, this viewing. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, my I, only I, thing, I see though. what you're saying. And I actually, when you had mentioned that before I did my rewatch, um, I kind of was hesitant because I hadn't uh, seen this a second time yet. I'd only seen it the one time. I you thought I was... seen this. This wasn't your seventh time? No. no this was my second time as my, well. Um, this was my seventh. Yeah. So yeah. See, I, I can't even picture watching this movie that many I times. It movie. doesn't have the rewatchability for me. Well, I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of worried that maybe I would find it so and it yeah. drag. It didn't for me okay. when I watched it. Those scenes, I get what you're saying, but I they were shot so beautifully that I, you know, the again, the vibe that was there. That, that one of her with a bug on her hand at the beginning and she drops the bug into the... Yeah. Like into the water as the kid is staring and like you know watching her and stuff from the the side. Like it is an interesting little plot that this is kind of there and really has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, the kid yeah. who spies on her. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, guys. Uh, um, we have. Go ahead. I say I I hadn't said anything yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, so I by the way I did know something that Mikey didn't like about the movie. Okay. Uh, it was when last week, whenever he announced it and thought uh, that none of us had seen it, yeah. and all of us said we saw it and loved it, how That's upset right. he was. And I was pretty upset about so that. He didn't want us to like it. <laughs> I think he didn't want me and Eric to like it. It's very true. Though. Yeah. We both said we oh, loved I wanted it. to part it. I wanted to have a good, nice, argumentative podcast. <laughs> uh, so there, I gave it a 4.5. There actually is some, and I thought you were going to reference it because you mm-hmm. said the end of the film, um, but that the part you discuss is not a problem with me. Um, I don't hate this moment. I still love this movie. But something about the fact that uh, I know what they're doing, but when he's when she still passes it on to Paul, mm-hmm. I just that just doesn't sit right with me. I understand Greg, I understand well, Greg, but even then, it makes me think less of her character and that she already knows what's going on. I think the point of that was though that Paul has proved that he can take care of himself by that point. There's also another element to it when she sleeps with him. They're in that very weird in-between stage where they think they might have won. Well, I think if that had not happened, Paul? yeah. Okay. Uh, if that Greg, had not I happened, think they're trying to buy some time while she's in the hospital. Yes. Part of it too. Um, I think if the um, if they had not maybe won out in the pool. Well, she does she tell him do no it. beforehand. Yep. But I think mm. I think that's the same thing. I just I still disagree. Like I I think that. But the reason she gave for Greg is that Greg can take care of it. I kind of took this whole thing of the movie, and I really liked that she did it because maybe it's the me wishful thinking, but I thought it was the what she thought was actually the opposite. That Greg's confidence actually was a weakness in this point, and Paul's thoughtfulness is actually his strength. Yeah, but he comes through in the in yeah. the end. But I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I don't care how much you want to be with another human being, and you want that. If you're going to tell me that that person actually truly cares for that person and you have a main character that I'm trying to like and then you have that main character possibly give the death sentence to that that person and know that, well, at the very least, I'm going to live longer than that person. Yeah. I've, I've ensured that they're the one that's going to die first. Um, regardless of how you do that, it's just something that rings untrue to me. And now, granted, they are kids. But I'm just saying, the way that that character is shown to me throughout the, re- the the first part of that movie, the fact that she does that action, and, and, and I can understand Greg, too. Greg didn't believe it. Even if that's the thing, it's like, if Greg really believed it, if he, if he was there and turned around and saw what was going on with the chair and the hair and, you know, getting hit, there's always still a way when you don't physically see it yourself to write it off in your mind as, oh, well, you know, I'm sure it's nothing. And we've shown been shown that Greg is probably not the greatest guy. You know, he's kind of kind of a scumbag, but <laughs> some, somewhat nice, but kind of a scumbag. So I can I can understand Greg wanting to take that responsibility. It does bug me that she does that with Greg, but I understand. Like I said, at least there's a plot reason. They're in the hospital. Um, she needs some. They need to buy some time. They think that you know Greg can do it, but um, yeah, I. I don't know. I, the the Paul thing to me is just it, it ruins it a little bit for me because I just don't strike it as I think it is convenient for the story, but not for something the character would actually do in that scenario right. to someone they love. Because that's what I'm taking it as is they're falling in love. I see your point. I don't agree, but I can see it. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. I agree with <laughs> none of you. All right, guys. Uh, do we have anything else to say about no. it? Follows. Nope. Cool. Uh, it is my pick for next week. Uh, the movie that I am going to pick. Uh, I think you guys probably saw this coming. I'm not sure. Um, I want to watch 
Oh, oh, what is this? How can we see it coming oh. when you don't even I know I don't it feel is? at home in this world anymore. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a Netflix original. It just came up on um, on Netflix, I think, this week. Also, um, because I'm sure it'll be referenced uh, when we talk about this movie, um, you might want to also go back and listen to the Blue Ruin uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director of this movie, Macon Blair, is the main character from the, the movie Blue Ruin. Which Blue Ruin is a masterpiece. All right. So until then, cue it up. Yeah.